Welcome, everyone, to the MCU pod. What? Grant Davis, uh, Mike Moody Garcia can't be with me today, but that's okay. Uh, I'm joined by these two lovely folks. First off, we got Jeff Schusler from RageSelect.com. Jeff. Hello. What's up? Say hi to the people. And uh, Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about what Rage Select is? Rage Select is mine. You can't have it. <laughs> Nobody can have it except for me because I made it and it's not yours. It's mine. Um, it's, it's just a place where people go. We play video games. We make jokes. We try to just play everything that comes out. And uh, uh, I, I feel so bad that you oh. have that ne- Necromunda hired gun there because I feel oh. that's not going to be one of our more popular videos. <laughs> this one? This is just what's on the homepage right now. There's yep. also this delightful picture of uh, mm-hmm. there's uh, sometimes there's puppetry I guess on your site uh, puppets not so much anymore but sometimes sometimes <laughs> they're puppets sometimes there there's grants of puppets baby face mm-hmm. Grant hanging out with puppets sometimes puppets <laughs> are uh, um, feeding baby face Grant oh <laughs> sometimes sometimes that happens that's gross that's <laughs> that's a nightmare forever yikes. Uh, apologies if my video feed cuts in and out. I've, I've been informed that I have a shitty feed, uh, but we're going to deal with it. Um, hey, uh, we are also joined by our resident lawyer, Elliot Fontenet. Hey, everybody. Um, Elliot, is there anything that you would like to promote today? Um, not really. Just somebody who works too much. Just the value of sleep. Just enjoy your rest time because you don't always get it. I think that's good. Promoting good sleeping habits. It's it is vital. I feel like we're kind of uh, we're kind of crossing our signals here because I'm drinking like this 72 ounce uh, <laughs> Starbucks at the same time. Well, see, I'm giving up. Like I, I'm at the point where if I'm sleepy, I just go to sleep. I'm like a parrot. If it's a dark room, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, folks, today on the MCU pod. We are going to dive into some more of the phase four uh, upcoming movies because, you know, uh, we have one week left until Loki comes out and we're very excited for next week for Loki to be here, but we can't do our weekly reviews of these TV episodes until Loki's out because we, because MODOK's not canon and MODOK could be fun, but uh, I, feel I don't like know. It's done. Like I tried to watch the first episode and it was, it was fine. It just, I feel like I watched that on two thousand in two thousand five on Adult Swim. Yeah, it was Robot like, Chicken, right? Yeah, it's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But uh, this week we're going to talk about um, taking a look at Guardians of the Galaxy three. I know this one is like two years out from being released, but we're going to take a look at that um, and just have a little light discussion on that. We're going to have a little light discussion on Spider Man three, uh, No Way Home. And then we're going to also just kind of check in on Thor Love and Thunder because that just wrapped up production. So just kind of a a casual discussion on these, just kind of get our our feelings on what we're thinking. It's a loose hang, so uh, nothing stressful here. But um, You're really into the loose hang these days, aren't you, Grant? We're liking the term loose hang because (laughs) it it means low low stakes, no obligations. Um, Normally... Well, hmm, I'm trying to figure out how best to approach this. Normally, we would do snap judgments right about now, but we don't necessarily have a snap judge. Let's do hot quakes on our takes on phase four. Oh, yeah. Who, who, now- who was that? That's Quake. Her name is Quake from Agents oh. of Shield. So it's Daisy Johnson. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Daisy Johnson played by Chloe. I think Bennett. She also, if you look on YouTube, she she used to be like a uh, like a pop star in China. So she mm-hmm. has like this like sort of early two thousands music video. Yeah. All right. She, she's big time, but uh, she's Quake. So hot Quakes. Uh, Jeff, we're starting to see the beginnings of the makings of what this is termed as phase four of the MCU uh, mm-hmm. with, with WandaVision, with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
So what are you thinking about phase four thus far? Uh, I'm so glad you asked, Grant. Uh, I, I have actually been really, really, really tepid, uh, since, since Endgame. Um, and I think I thought a lot about it and last couple weeks, I thought, I think I finally figured it out. And I think that, um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, the MCU kind of kicked off with Iron Man and Captain America. And whether most people kind of have some familiarity with Iron Man and Captain America, those are really strong characters. And you could really see kind of where they were going for like a team dynamic sort of thing. But I don't feel like anything after Endgame has been like the the core of like the new the new avengers coming together right like spider-man far from home was one and then like um you know i really enjoyed wandavision had problems with the finale but like that wasn't setting up the core of a new team that was kind of setting up like a whole separate continuity and falcon of the winter soldier i think might have been moving in that direction but then that show to me got really mired in like a million characters and all these plot lines and like who's the power broker and why should I care that that's what Sharon Carter is like I don't know who the power broker is like I get that that Sam is the new Captain America and I care about that but like the other thing and so then you know you see the trailer for Shang-Chi and there's nothing wrong with that but like is is that the new core that the new Avengers are going to be wrapped around you see the Eternals and you go why do I like, there's a part at the end of the trailer for the Eternals where that guy makes the joke about how, like, I could lead the Avengers and they all laugh at him. And I'm like, why are they laughing? Could he? I don't know. Like, he, <laughs> he very well could lead the Avengers. He's apparently an immortal that has superpowers. Go be the new Captain America, Eternals, man. So I feel very adrift. Like, the MCU is just kind of this motionless blob that's spreading out. And the longer that that kind of goes on, the less interested i am in it because especially in phase one there was like phase one was a train and the and the and the last stop was the avengers and then once the avengers happened it was like who's this big purple man and then we we were heading in that direction and right now it just feels very aimless and so i've had a lot of trouble mustering up more than kind of a passing interest uh whereas before i was just you know 100 percent in on on the mcu so, like, I'd almost rather them have taken somebody like Captain Marvel and, and, and kicked off with either, like, Captain Marvel or Doctor Strange or Guardians 3 to have one of those characters that we know of, especially, like, Thor would have been good because if it was, oh, look, here's one of the founding Avengers and then it ends with the mantle being passed to, to somebody else and it's like, oh, we're building something new. But for me, I guess it just, I don't know. It's like if you went into a comic book store and you just saw all the comic books there, you would have no idea where to start. And that's just kind of where I feel the MCU is to me right now. So, Elliot, what do you think? You know, I think what you said, I, I agree with a lot of it. And it, there's a few reasons that, you know, like I think I think you hit it dead on, but there's a few reasons that it's sort of fallen that way. Because when you talk about kicking, like, kicking off uh, phase four, it was supposed to be Black Widow. And that was supposed to give you your through line of uh, Julia Lewis, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, uh, her character going into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. And so, you, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to set up not one team. I think they're trying to set up at least three or four different teams right now. You're going to have your New Avengers. You're going to have your something like something or like the either the Doctor Strange version of Defenders or Midnight Suns, which is like sort of your mystical team. So like they're moving pieces. Then you're going to probably have it's more of a cosmic team. That's why they're trying to get Eternals in place. So, and they're probably going to have a Young Avengers team because. So I see, I see sort of Phase Four is it's a bunch of it's a bunch of moving of pieces and getting them in place, but they haven't done a good job of really giving you that background if you don't like read the 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 subreddit every day like I do. <laughs> like when you read the right. subreddit, you're like, oh, this goes here, this goes here. That's how it works. But there's not really a through line right now. And you're right. Like, phase one was just boom, boom, boom. We're going from Iron Man to Hulk to Iron Man 2. We're going to just, we're going to go on through Captain America's Lead to Avengers. We're good. 
And then, you know, phase two was they were figuring out how to really make their films sustainable. And then phase three was like, we're Infinity Saga, we're going. And yeah. I don't know if they if they have a full grasp on how to keep this continuity going because it's so sprawling. It's so mm -hmm. much going on now. They're it, it really... Definitely... Okay, sorry. I was just going to say, it definitely feels a lot similar to phase two in which mm -hmm. there's there's more building going on yes. than um, direction. And I'm okay with it. I, I think that, you know, after how big of an event that Infinity War is, we do need a little bit of time to relax. And with that, taking a step back and having some smaller, more intimate stories like we're getting with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we're going to get with Loki, with WandaVision. They're these kind of one-offs that are doing long-form storytelling with television. I think it's an interesting approach to um, slowing things down and getting a little bit more granular. And uh, and of course, you know, we, we know, as you were talking, Elliot, about that this was not an ideal situation. Um, the pandemic pushed a lot of dates of when things were going to come out um, and mix them up a little bit. But but at, at the same time, how do you how do you immediately follow up something as big as as Endgame? You, you, you can't. You need to step back and you need to establish who the new class of people are. Well, and well, and if you if you, one of the things I think is a misnomer is they act like that the TV shows have the same have sort of the same standing. Sorry, I'm going to use a legal term. They like has the same sort of gravitas as the movie, and they just don't. Like the the, the TV shows to me are to move their characters in the right places. It's where they're doing a lot of the work. Like I think we got to wait to see Black Widow and then Shang Chi, and you know, Thor and Doctor Strange to really see the through line. I don't think you're going to see it in the series. You might get hints of it, like oh, multiverse. You might get a little bit of it, but you're not going to get the here's the new three or four big bads. Like there was only one mention in um, so far that I've counted in um, phase four. And it was really the epilogue of phase three. Like Far From Home is the epilogue of phase three on, uh, from what I've read. And it was, there was this little, this little one line. It was like, oh, who knows about, it's like, what do you mean somebody knows about the Kree sleeper cells? Like mm -hmm. to me, that's sort of the next, one of the next big things that's going to be revolving around what they're doing. And they, but they ask, just sort of barely hinted at it. Let me ask a, a hypothetical question. Do you guys think that, um, do you all think that we might be reaching both uh, a level of like saturation with superhero stuff and then specifically saturation with Marvel stuff where it might have been a better idea to have made, to have made, I, I mean, I don't know how Loki's going to shake out, but have made like Falcon and Winter Soldier like, the next Captain America movie instead, like a focused two hour movie instead of a sprawling, like, do you think that a lot was added? I mean, in WandaVision, they definitely had the kind of, that was so connected to TV, but in some ways I kind of wish that these were movies that were coming out every six months instead of like a thing where it's an episode a week and then it's two weeks and then the next one's getting started and then that one gets done and then it's a month later and now you've got the next one coming up. Like I, I've always felt like it. I think that these things sometimes work better when you have six months between them to get hyped up for the next one, as opposed to, you know, just this constant drip feed of content. Uh, do I think that when you're on <laughs> MCU pod? Obviously not. I'm obsessed okay. with it. I can't get enough. Apparently, uh, unless it's Modok. <laughs> I mean, from my perspective, I like from, a, from a story perspective. It makes more sense to have these be movies, but from a business perspective, when you look at the the ecosystem they're trying to build, especially when you look at Disney Plus and the Avengers Campus just opened in uh, California Adventure this week, right. they're trying to like make as much money as possible. So, I mean, you, you're not going to have the time to bring in some of these obscure characters to build your lore to build to where you can you can target. Okay, the Young Avengers are going for the teens. And the uh, the the Midnight Suns are going for more the horror fans. They're really trying to sort of conquer all of it. Like it's funny. Mm -hmm. I was watching um I was watching an anime before this started. It was uh, it's called Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's like all mystical. It's a great show. Good stuff. Yeah, 
Good stuff. Yeah. Super good. And I was like watching it and I was like, man, I hope Doctor Strange, who's ever writing it, is going to school on this show because they really they and I think maybe they built off a little bit of what Doctor Strange did in the first one, but they really have built a, like a magical sort of a system that makes sense. And you can sort of see that when Marvel's working. Like if you look at, for instance, some of the some of the symbolism in the Eternals trailer, the some of the art design matches up with the 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 runes and the art design from Doctor Strange. And mm-hmm. so like there's this internal consistency that they're trying to build that's really cool. And I've lost my train of thought. No, I mean, I, it's possible that once this stuff gets going, that it that I'm going to be all in again. I guess it's just between the pandemic and and some of the disappointment that I've had from the shows and some of the disappointment that I've had. Like, I wasn't especially... I'm not feeling Marvel Spider-Man, especially not after watching Spider-Verse. Like, it just seems so basic and vanilla I'm Spider-Man. One, I, I swear, like, I liked Spider-Verse well enough, but, man, I and it's weird that I didn't get it. Like as a as a black man, like I was like, I, I'm not getting the profoundness that people are getting from Spider Verse. Like it maybe mm. went over my head, but I'm just like, and maybe it's because like I've read the the Spider Verse comics, like because like there's been like, this has been like an ongoing thing in the comics for like that ten years now, fifteen years. It just didn't hit me the same way. Like some of these moments, people are like, oh my huh. god, this is the best moment of all. It's like, man, there were better moments in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. What? Like, it's such Much a tight better. story and it has such great beats and the beats hit the animation style is awesome. The music, how it, it like times up emotionally with all these scenes. Ah, I mean, I, I agree that guardians does hit uh, emotionally with it, with its music in a lot of scenes, but guardians two, it was kind of sloppy. <laughs> I, guardians two was amazing. I personally think that it may just be what you were talking about, where I've never really, I've heard people talk about Miles Morales as a character for a while, but Mm -hmm. I haven't seen him. What I've been watching is every time they make a Spider-Man movie, it's just the same freaking 30-year-old man pretending to be an 18-year-old white college student that's like, oh, geez, Aunt May, I don't know. Like, (laughs) And I'm just so sick. I've been watching that since I was a kid, and it was the animated Mm -hmm. Spider-Man show. It was just like something different anything different no, no. i, I want to be clear like i liked a lot of it and you're completely right about you know your feeling on the mcu has felt a little aimless after endgame but i sort of think that's fine because it's like there's this is going to sound so nasty and i don't mean it like this but it was such a climax at endgame people need a nap it was like it was a Ew, lot. That does sound nasty. What are you it's saying? The literal, it's the literal dictionary definition of that word. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot, this is a Disney PG podcast that we're doing right here. <laughs> All I'm saying is I have never been in a movie theater in my life. And I say this is someone who worked in a movie theater for seven years where people stood out of their seat and cheered during the movie like that. Like it was spontaneous eruptions of just joy. It was nuts. It was awesome. And I think Marvel knows that they're not going to be able to top that anytime soon. So I think what they're trying to do is just, it almost feels like phase one over again. It's like, hey, we're going to just build from the beginning again. We're going to try to earn everything. And I don't think they're hitting everything they want. Because like I wasn't the biggest fan of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like the, sort of the middle two episodes sort of really dragged for me. Like it feels like stuff was cut out, but that's fine. I, I I just feel like they're not sticking to the landing, but I'm loving everything right up until the finale, it seems. And then the finale you go, huh, thematically, some of those things that I thought you were going for didn't really hit. But it, it feels like especially WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision seemed like a big swing and a miss. Um I'm just so oh okay. I was gonna say we did have a topic <laughs> that wasn't just phase four in, in general. Um mm-hmm. But we can just keep going this way if that's what you guys prefer. Well, I, I had I had one more thing that I wanted all to right, bring right. up. Uh, uh, let me let me pull Columbo here because one of the things that I um, that I Ooh. that I've been thinking about, I maybe didn't articulate it, is whether whether the um, cultural familiarity with the characters from the the previous three phases whether the because i was okay i was thinking about like okay let's say you're done with with this you're going to be starting your mcu over again and you're looking for characters as iconic as the ones that you used in the previous phase but i don't know that there are avengers i they might have rung the avengers all the way out when i was thinking about it 
the the only thing that came to mind for me for like a a new kind of reboot that would bring in a really fresh point of view that would be recognizable would be like starting with the Fantastic Four or starting with like the X Men uh, right. because you know like you've already used every notable Avenger. I mean, you could you know you could reboot Iron Man with a new Iron Man with the Riri Williams or whatever, but like I just I'm not entirely sure whether. Shang-Chi, Black Widow, and Eternals is the way to go. I think that the Guardians of the Galaxy changed the game for them. Like, to be fair, Iron Man was not the most popular Avenger to kickstart the MCU with. Iron Man Mm. was... He he was known by most comic... Like, every comic fan, but not necessarily, like, as beloved by the general public as, like, Captain America or, or even Hulk. So uh, Iron Man in itself was already a gamble, but I think that when they showed that with great storytelling, you can make something like Guardians of the Galaxy click with everyone and make Guardians of the Galaxy click within the already established uh, MCU was just like, okay, okay, now we can do something like Eternals. Now we can do Miss Marvel or whoever we want to bring in. We can make this work. We just need to make sure that we have great storytelling there let me ask you a question though because i think that i didn't have any idea who guardians of the galaxy who the guardians of the galaxy were right but i was sold on that movie by the trailer and then the movie itself was one of the most tightly edited well-produced like not a moment is wasted in that movie great soundtrack and i think that like the case that you're making then that would lead me to the question of is the current like are the are the is something like the new Spider-Man movies? Do you feel like those movies are of the same quality as well, Guardians I, of the Galaxy? I because I, I don't d- know if that's a fair comparison. Is the problem mm-hmm. because like Spider-Man, like Kevin Feige had an interview guy I think years ago, where he was saying he looks at Spider-Man as sort of like the Harry Potter of the MCU, where you're going to follow him as he grows. Okay, like, well, the, forget the forget Guardians Spider-Man. Are, okay, uh, uh, Eternals. Right, like yeah. the, the compare the the trailer for Eternals to the first trailer for the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and you will see what I'm talking about. Where it's like I don't know who any of the people in Guardians of the Galaxy are, but I want to see that movie right the fuck now. But I don't I don't know who anybody in the Eternals are, and like you haven't made a case for why I should care. I think oh, that I, I think, think that Eternals point. is targeting a different audience, and I think that that first trailer was a a bit of a deceptive teaser. More than anything, that was like a it was trying to establish a very certain tone for audiences' expectations up front. That I I bet the next trailer is very different. Yeah, I I just don't think like Guardians, like it's it's easy to say this in retrospect, but man, Guardians is just such a fun movie. It's just Mm -hmm. funny, it's you, you feel good watching it. And so that trailer, even though it was an obscure character base it was not as heavy of a lift as something more dramatic like the Eternals. Like the Eternals is very self-serious from what I've seen so far. It's like, and it's, it's a lot harder to sell seriousness than like, ah, we know we're like, um, what's your name? Star-Lord. Like, I saw the description of-, of it was, uh, oh, what if you took Cloud Atlas and made it more boring? See, I've, I think I'm the only person that likes <laughs> and I was Cloud just Atlas. like, ouch. <laughs> I heard somebody describe it as Game of Thrones in space, which was all good up until the finale of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh. mm. Well, uh, okay. Jeff, you brought up Guardians of the Galaxy three, and yep. this was this was part of the some of the movies that I kind of wanted to to take a look at and examine here because when we did leave off with Endgame, we had the Guardians getting into the ship with Thor. And there was kind of this as Guardians of the Galaxy rumored uh, expectation of what these the the next big tentpole film would be. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we know that Marvel shot themselves in the foot by uh, um, preemptively firing James Gunn and throwing off their whole timeline for when these movies were going to play out, uh, which ended up that it looks like Thor Love and Thunder is going to come out before Guardians of the Galaxy now. And he doesn't get to kind of wrap up his trilogy in the exact same time that he was aiming for initially. Um, that said, I, I did kind of want to discuss, like, with with what 
James Gunn had established in the first two movies, where do you think they go with this third one? I mean, he's exploring family. He's exploring that they, the, the newfound family is, is whoever, you know, your, your friends are that, and that the, the bonds that matter are, you know, those with the people around you and, and his dad's a dick and, uh, he had trouble with his mother's relationship as well. And, you know, I think that's explored in the first two. I'm just wondering what the third one might be. Is is the Gamora with them in Guardians the Gamora from the past? She's the alternate timeline one that's now okay. jumped into here with the, the ship from Thanos. Hmm. Um, it's hard to it's hard to say because James Gunn is so good. But like, you know, obviously they can they can redo um that they could do like love triangle between Star Lord and uh, Thor and Gamora. Um, I mean, I don't really know enough about cosmic MC about cosmic Marvel to hazard a guess, but I don't know. Elliot, you re- you say you read the you read the Reddit. Do you know? Does the yeah. Reddit know? <laughs> I'm a, it's like I don't have enough time to play video games, so like I can like you can always read like bullshit spoiler articles online because you can do that anytime um basically from what i've been reading they're, they're gonna drop thor off i think at the beginning of thor love and thunder because there's mm-hmm. been set photos with him and chris i keep want to say chris pratt chris pratt uh star lord um yeah, yeah and like he's like they're both like ripped again so they're all good i think if you look at the themes of guardians one and two like guardians one was about him accepting you know what happened to his mom and facing that and accepting his found family guardian uh, guardians 2 was about him reconfirming that yeah this is my family it's not the one who's was my celestial father i think guardians 3 is going to be just naturally about him maturing especially cuz he's gonna, he's going to have to do a lot of work and i don't think james going to just going to ignore this he's going to have to do work in like what they did you know what his character did in infinity war and the and then the five years that Rocket was on Earth, um, not, not I mean not on Earth, but he was like working with Nebula. Like a lot of the relationships are going to be a lot different, and I think it's going to be about change and dealing with that change and being sort of the the sort of actualizing himself to where he's the head of that family now, because it never really was him. It was sort of like I'm the captain. No, you're not. It's like. So it's going to be him coming to terms with what does it mean to, and maybe this is just me projecting, but it's going to be like, what does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to, 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 to grow to that level where you're now the leader? You're not, you know, there's no more Yondu. Your Yondu's gone. Your father's gone. So he's going to have to grow beyond where he's been because he's been largely an adolescent and he's been growing out of that. And so this is probably going to be that culmination. But at the same time, Marvel business-wise is going to be like, okay, that's great, James Gunn. We love your themes, but only these characters can die. We need to keep some of these characters alive for theme parks and other shows. <laughs> I think that's a great point. The idea that what does it mean not just to be um, uh, a friend, but to be you know a, a father, a surrogate father to a family, and kind of take on this this wiser, more mature like leadership and, and ownership responsibility thing because. Yeah, he he's he is very immature, and and uh, spunky or what, what was the term that they use? We don't don't call us spunky. We all know what that means. We don't know what it means. Um, <laughs> in, in Flash Gordon, that's a compliment. <laughs> but I, I I do think that we're going to explore that not only with him, but you know, Rocket himself as well is is a father to baby Groot who we see, you know, mm-hmm. has gone through rapid adolescent and uh, adolescence and is likely to be much older by the time we get this third movie as well. And, you know, what I think, I think rocket is going to be probably one of the bigger characters in this third movie because he's a raccoon. How long do raccoons live? And we've seen quite a t- time span already uh, occur with these movies. I'm thinking that he's likely near the end of his life, and he's going to be reflecting on that. He's going to be seeing his his role as a father with Groot and and how well he's he's performed there. 
I think there's going to be a reflection of that with Star-Lord, kind of reflecting on how he's managed that, as well as the search for um, the love of his life, Gamora, who doesn't remember him. And what does it mean to have someone you love? And if, if you can have that reconnection, how, how can you manufacture that love again See, and, and I uh, think if that, it's one-sided? Going off of that, I think they're going to... I think they're probably going to find Gamora early in the movie. And it's going to be about, yeah, sometimes if you don't hit just the right way, you can't replicate that spark. Even if you're the same people, even if you're that close together, like it's not the same. And he's going to have to deal with like, yeah, you're the person you love died. And Mm -hmm. there's no cheat code out of it. She's dead. Now, this may be the same version from when you met her in 2014, but that's she has different context and she's not going to find you attractive anymore. It's like, and you probably wouldn't want her either. Like, there's a um, there's a X Men is doing a great story right now. There's a great arc, Powers of X, where it's revealed that Mora McTaggart, who we always thought was human, is a mutant who's the power of reincarnation. And in her first life, she just lives a normal human life and she dies at like 73. And then and she gets married. And then in the next life, they have a, a really fun, a really uh, interesting line where they're like, yeah. She tried to meet her husband again, but it wasn't the same because she met him knowing everything that annoyed him about her. And it's like just sort of that message of sometimes you can't you can't replicate that magic and just, you know, what happens to Star-Lord when his little soundtracks don't work anymore? Like, you you, you, you can't have a a badass 80s soundtrack on your Zoom. (laughs) You know. It, it's possible, um, John Kelly in your chat over here reminded me that they did tease Adam Warlock at yes. the end of Volume 2, um, and I, it's been so long since I read the comics, right, but that Adam Warlock was part of like a, a team, the Infinity Squad or something like that, where each one of them had an Infinity Stone, and they were basically like the, the Guardians of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Isn't that the uh, Illuminati, eventually? <laughs> I don't believe so because it was like Gamora, Drax, Adam Warlock, and then like, uh, was it was Mantis one of well, them? Well, you think y'all are both right because what Marvel will do is they'll take their more obscure comics, take that concept and move it to the more popular part. So it was the Infinity Watch used to keep an eye on that stuff, but then Illuminati they sort of took that and said, "Well, we just make one of popular characters." Mm. But I could I could almost see them taking. Uh, like introducing Adam Warlock and maybe some of the other characters to the as like guardians of the infinity gems and then having them be kind of like the if you want to go with the whole family thing having the guardians be like the surrogate family for this new burgeoning team of of superheroes that are Mm. that have this like cosmic power of the infinity gems but none of them know what the hell to do with it then you've got the old salts of the guardians of the galaxy there to basically just kind of like Listen, listen, kid, I'm going to show you how to save the universe. We've already done it four times, like uh, that kind of thing. Well, I'm, I'm skeptical that they're going to go back to the well of the Infinity Stones for a bit. I would I would be surprised if they do, given how much they invested in in destroying them. But I do think that um, Adam Warlock is going to repri- uh, make an appearance in this movie, which might mean that the high evolutionary might also pop up. Um, the High Evolutionary is rumored to be the person who might have created um, Rocket Raccoon, and the High Evolutionary is um, definitely responsible for some manipulation of Adam Warlock in the comic books, if not the creation. I think that kind of toggles, but I don't think he was actually supposed to be created by the High Evolutionary. He was manipulated by him, but he could be. And uh, this gets me to uh, a theory that has John Kelling saying, the hell is grant on about um (laughs) but here's my theory if we're gonna see rocket raccoon potentially die in this 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 third movie of the guardians of the galaxy um he's voiced by bradley cooper what if they take adam warlock and they cast him as bradley cooper no 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 don't go don't show the high evolutionary mark hamill that's a different slide Bradley Cooper here. Here we go. Um, if they they cast Bradley Cooper as uh, as as sexy Adam Warlock, and then they do something where he's crazy, right? Um, but they need to take control of his body. What if Mantis 
transfers Rocket Raccoon's mind into Chris or into Bradley Cooper, aka Adam Warlock's body. I didn't know when you turned into Charlie Day from Always Sunny. <laughs> Guys, listen! I think this is a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's definitely I think it's definitely possible because the way James Gunn, he always puts his big action pieces. They're they're very well shot, but they're always just to illuminate sort of his his point. I mean, it's a, I think that's 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 possible. One thing I do know is that Drax is probably not going to make it out because the uh, actor is yeah, very. Like, I'm done. Batista was like, deuces. I'm like 53 years old. Yeah. I want to keep doing this forever. It's like, oh, he's got important movies like Army of the Dead to make. You know, real, <laughs> real artistic stuff to do from here on out. He's a yeah, is it, spin. Is it just me or was the first stuff. 10 minutes of Army of the Dead when they did that quasi movie better than the actual movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. That is an objective <laughs> truth. The first 10 minutes of that movie are good. The rest is garbage. It's like, hmm. I was like, I want to see that movie. Show me the first movie. I don't want this movie. I want the first movie. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump over. Let's touch a little bit on um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, this one has uh, a ton of crazy rumors going on that we, we've hit on a little bit here and there. But the idea is that they might be kind of cribbing off of uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse in that they're jumping into the multiverse and they have uh, what's his name? Tobey Maguire potentially coming back and uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, maybe Venom and Carnage are going to be able to pop in here. Um, we're going we're gonna to see the whole crew kind of rolling in. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, fan art that's going on here that's just delightful for whatever this movie is and it sounds to me kind of like a um it sounds to me like sony must have thrown a little hissy baby fit and said hey you know what we want all of our other movies to be canon in marvel as well so how about we use a little bit of that multiverse to make our other characters canon too so that we can be a part of this this larger tapestry and Marvel's like, fine, as long as we get to have Spider-Man still. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's like they're part of it like an appendage that's only connected at one point where they can cut it off at any time they please. It's not going to be that interwoven. My thing is, I don't think anybody outside of the people working in the studio really knows what this movie's going to be. Like, like I, it's just all over the place. I have no idea. Right. I mean, I heard a thir- theory that uh, because they were shooting this during the pandemic, that maybe they even shot uh, movie three and four back to back. And then they might be trying to roll out multiple movies. And so maybe it's going to be a two parter. I don't know. I don't know what to really expect from this. I just hope they stick to. I like happier Spider Man. I don't like my life is shit Spider Man all the time. Like yeah, I want, my, I want my characters to go through some turmoil, but man, some of the ways that Spider-Man—he's like—he has it just a little bit better than Daredevil. It's like I want him to be a little happy. Like let like, for instance, in the in the comics, whenever that man gets like married and has a has a has a child, man, watch out because some shit's about to happen that is not good. Yeah, but just let him be happy a little bit. Just you know, he got he got woods a day. I like. I loved Homecoming. It was actually pretty positive and delightful, you know, aside from the the rough patch with Vulture. Vulture was great. I know, it was great. (laughs) Um, He's like, I'll kill you. Like, he was just straight up like, I'm not a villain, I'll just kill you. I just looked up on Wikipedia, and it's the same writers and the same director as the last two who were also happened to be the writers for Ant-Man and the Wasp. And so my expectations just went from, like, not very much to just, like, man, I really don't care about Spider-Man. Because I th- – that I, 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 Far From Home was, like, literally boring to me and home co- – I, I really wish that there had been any amount of, of – I wish that they had acknowledged the fact that Peter Parker like went to another planet and fought Thanos the Mad God, and now he's just back in high school. Like, I don't know what to do. I like a girl, and it's like, dude, you've been to another planet. Like, I know that that doesn't just take care of 
teenage hormones or whatever, but like there was no growth indicated from it was like they just picked up after have the more first confidence one. now yeah exactly exactly I, I mean i don't know like because there were i felt like there was some pretty good growth especially that scene when uh happy is in the in the jet and is in holland and he's like i don't know what i'm supposed to be i have no idea it's like it's hard to especially when you're that young it's hard to really learn that lesson when you go through something like i have never thought a mad titan doesn't let me just be clear um, but you, you go through something I have hard to sort of internalize Don't be modest, Elliot. I mean, I went to law school, but that's <laughs> no, but I, that's a, it's not it's not the same. It's not the same. But there was a lot I learned in law school that I forgot as soon as I got out of law school. Because it's hard to internalize those lessons when you're that young. Like it's like if you look at Thor, Thor in um Ragnarok, he's like, it's not it's not your hammer. You're the power. And then he gets into Infinity War. He's like, I need another weapon. It's like sometimes it's hard to internalize those lessons. Yeah, he wasn't uh, dropping lightning on people all the time. Well, he does. He does. Like as soon as he shows up with lightning and with Stormbreaker in Infinity War, he's lightning people. Right. Yeah. So it's a little mix, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I want to further disappoint Jeff, though. Uh, and let you know that uh, Mark Webb is that his name? No, not Mark Webb. Whoever's the director, yeah. Whoever's the director, John Watts. John Watts. He's also doing Fantastic Four. Cool, great, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I, 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 I'm just, I'm really tired of watching a teenage Spider-Man have problems, and like, mm-hmm. and so this is one of those things where it's just like this movie is these all of these movies are probably not for me because i've been watching this exact same movie for years like yeah i'm spider-man i don't know what to do oops i made a mistake with great power comes great responsibility i better knuckle down and take responsibility beat the bad guy the end and like i've i'm just ready for something else like i would love nothing more than to see a movie a spider-man movie that had the spider-man that died in um in into the spider-verse the competent married like i know what i'm doing i've been doing this for years like uh you know because it's just it's like they only know it's like the people that get hung up on telling batman's origin story you don't gotta tell me what happened to batman's parents (laughs) i fucking know what happened to batman's parents like i know i'm so glad they skipped over the origin with spider-man but they skipped over the origin just to go full throttle into the like teenage I don't know what I'm doing, guy, and I wish that they would go past that. That's no, no, that's I, all I say. I He's agree still with in you. high school. Well, so what? I don't care. <laughs> that's not my problem. Well, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I I agree with you. And what I'm hoping, I'm, I'm my fervent hope is that Homecoming and Far From Home are basically the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets of this series. It's like introduce the world. Like I thought, Chamber of Secrets was endlessly boring, mm-hmm. but like expand on the lore, and then I'm hoping this third one, like uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, it really starts kicking into gear of like something different. And if the rumors that are coming out, and you put him into this situation that we, where it sort of takes all of this lore for granted and goes, look, we all know how he became Spider Man. We know how three Spider Man became Spider Man. Well, now we're going to do something different. They're going to all talk to each other, and they have to defeat maybe, like, there's these things in the comics, the Spider Hunters, like Moreland and all that, like that can kill all these different Spider Men. If they really start bringing that in, then you're going to see something a little different. And I, I would hope, it feels like Kevin Feige is smart enough to know that we're sort of getting sick of, hey, I did something dumb, get me out of it. I gotta, I gotta do the right thing for the city. That's it's too small of a story right now for what after after Endgame it's just too small. You're right. He went and fought the Mad Titan. You can't you can't really go back from that. You got to just keep going up now. Uh, there was interesting um, casting news that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, aka Quicksilver, has now been cast as Craven. It is unclear if Craven's actually going to pop pop up in um, No Way Home. But uh, there's some cool, some cool art by. I I love, I absolutely love the fact. I thought that was a Sony thing, right? It's like Sony has one superhero license, and they're just like, 
okay, so we did, we're not even making Spider-Man anymore, but we're going to make Venom, we're going to make Carnage, we're going to make Morbius, we're going to make Craven, we're going to make a Doc Ock TV show, we're going to make a, you know, like, we'll just take everything that's that's related to Spider-Man. We're going to make a teen drama with Mary Jane in high school. It's like they only have this one, they're, they're using every part of the Spider-Man, and I, appre- I approve of that, except for <laughs> Spider-Man. Like, except for Spider-Man. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a... It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're just sort of fishing. They're like, what? something's going to hit. Something's going to be really, really popular, and we can build off of that. Well, uh, I mean, once again, if, if they're playing around with the multiverse, this does um, kind of tie into whatever their ultimate game is with Phase 4. I mean, we had WandaVision messing with the timeline you know that loki is definitely going to be quantum leaping in there and messing with with timelines in his show spider-man is also dealing a little bit with with these alternate alternate multi-dimensional whatevers so um yeah i mean this is all kind of building up to what seems like one of the bigger films in the phase four which is going to be the um doctor strange into the multiverse of madness film it, it, it is strange, though, uh, no pun intended, um, that that we don't, as an audience, feel the full direction yet of where they're going with Phase Four. Although, you know, part of me is wondering. Maybe this is another just uh, crazy Grant theory, but what if some of these movies are pulling like a Lost uh, TV show thing where? They might be ap- actually happening in another universe. Like, what if the Black Widow movie isn't a flashback movie? But what if it is happening in a multiverse, and we won't know that until Doctor Strange? You really you love Lost so much, Grant. I do, man. I love that show. It's so good and flawless. <laughs> Not on. a flaw um, to it. Outside of outside of the title for Doctor Strange, have what other multiverse have we seen? to date because Mysterio was a fraud, right? He was yeah. just pretending. And Eternals I don't I don't th- I didn't see anything at least in the trailers or I've heard any t- like I think that it's barely more towards secret invasion than um cosmic multiverse uh type yeah. of thing because we've had more scrolls than we've had multiverse. It does seem kind of both, but I I would argue that the time jumping sequence in Endgame was them actually jumping into the multiverse rather than them going directly back in their exact same timeline because so you're saying uh, Tilda Swinton was wrong are you calling Tilda Swinton wrong on a live podcast I I think she was pointing out that anytime you interfere it splinters off and makes uh, alternate uh, realities and mm. and I think mm, I don't know. Can you travel back into the exact same timeline and come I, back into the future of that exact same timeline with the stone? That in itself makes you going into a different I timeline. I don't think it's. I don't think that at the back end of the, the game. I don't think that that is the multiverse. <laughs> but I think that they were trying to get audiences at least accustomed to that idea, and like they sort of mention it at the very end of WandaVision. I think Loki is where we're really going to start seeing it. Like that's going to be the a number one here's the marvel multiverse and it's just i mean it, it makes sense because marvel and dc have been copying their off, off each other for over 50 years and dc had a really great crossover of all their tv shows um pretty like a while back of crisis on infinite earths and you had the movie flash show up in the tv show flash and i really doubt marvel was like oh you can have that they're like no you can't we, we want all of it right and like I think that that's where I think Loki's where we're gonna get the multiverse. But I think Jeff, I think the big sort of bad for this sort of mini phase is I don't think they're gonna do like another three a three phase overall phase like the Infinity Saga. I think it is gonna be Secret Invasion, but not Scrolls. It's gonna be Kree because they always try to wrinkle things a little bit from the comics. Mm. You don't think that with the introduction of Fantastic Four that that wouldn't be just like and then you've got Super Scroll. Well, because it would come out of nowhere if the scrolls are the threat. It's like it seems like they've been working with us for the past twenty years. It's like the Kree seem like a, a militaristic 
Um, yeah, but there could but, be bad scrolls too. Just like I just you know, despite all the good humans, there's bad humans as well. Yeah, but I mean, the scrolls were a refugee race who just wanted a home. Like, if you look at the Kree, they're a much they're a much better villain base because you look if you're the Kree and you're a military you're, you're a military driven society and you think you've had a lot of this stuff under control and you see this one planet that all of a sudden it reset the goddamn timeline. Captain Marvel came from it, and it keeps on having these super beings pop up. And then Asgard got involved. You're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Right. You control of this bullshit. Maybe in the multiverse of madness, the universe gets shifted to a oh. universe where the scrolls are actually the victors of the Kree okay. scroll conflict and then captain marvel would be put into a really bad situation because she's like oh so my best friends are scrolls and they're all just like must kill captain marvel or whatever you know one of those things but i don't know i mean this is just like beyond something there <laughs> hey let's try to outthink like a multi-billion dollar corporation with like a whole bunch of writers and shit <laughs> that's the name of the game jeff Okay, like, I'm sorry. We're out thinking them. <laughs> like, honestly, I feel bad for those writers a lot of the time. I know they're getting paid a lot of money, but man, they probably work insanely hard to keep all this shit straight. And then Grant comes and guesses all of their theories <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> all right, let's let's touch real quick on uh, Thor: Love and Thunder because uh, apparently it did just wrap uh, production. In fact, here's uh, Taika Waititi, the director, as well as um, the dude playing Rock Guy. Uh, standing next to a super swole Thor. Yeah, Look he's even more jacked than usual, right? Like, yeah. Well, here's wow. I have a better I have a better picture of him right here. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> that's that's before they put the that's before the CGI got applied, right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you know, yeah. the funny thing about him being this jacked. Apparently, the the character was supposed to be back to being like poster worthy Thor by the end of Endgame. But Chris mm. Hemsworth like was like, no, he needs to stay fat at least during this movie, at least mm. a little bit, which I respect because like when you watch the last bit of the Endgame, it's like, man, he is sort of hefty, but he's making it work. Yeah, this dude is getting ready to play Hulk Hogan. Look at those arms; those are insane. Um. Anyway, uh, the, Grant, the make movie... it not your face. Make it okay. Good. Please, thank you. <laughs> I moved it. I moved it. Um. So the, the movie uh, Thor Love and Thunder is going to have Jane return um, and she's going to be the new Thor, I guess, like, which is weird because I thought, you know, Valkyrie was kind of setting up to, you know, take over Asgard and potentially also maybe in my mind, take over the, the cowl, quote unquote, the Mjolnir, but maybe not. Maybe it's going to be uh, it's going to be Jane. Um, what do you guys is, think of that? Is Natalie Portman? I, I I'm curious. Do we know why she wasn't in? Why they used all that B-roll and stuff of her in Endgame? Because I got the impression that it was like a a Christopher Tennant Doctor Who. I don't want to come back. I did these movies. I'm done with this. But then the idea that she would come back and be Thor is maybe attract more attractive. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally think like what happened was that she was like sidelined as just like. Um, uh, you know, as as a as a girlfriend prop instead of a, a character with with rich development and, and agency in the the story, and I think Taika Waititi approached with a different take on uh, making Jane Foster a lot more interesting. And she's like, okay, I'll come back then. Sure, you actually make me a, a lead character in this movie. Fuck yeah, that's my guess at what's going on here. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. You, is it before we move on? You want to talk about a hot take? Here's his hot take. Um, Thor, the first Thor, is my favorite movie in the MCU. Uh, okay. Everybody can laugh at me right now. Laughing. Right now. I, uh, I, I hated <laughs> the entire Thor franchise until Ragnarok. That's my hot See, take. I was the uh, opposite. Like I liked Ragnarok, but man, I was like, you're killing all the you're, you're, you're killing the characters I like here, guy. You're just like Do throwing it. a knife in their chest out of nowhere. Do it! Uh, kill them all! <laughs> apparently, Russell Crowe's going to be in this as Zeus. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Christian Bale's going to be in here as uh, this dude. Whatever this alien is here. I'm not even sure. But <laughs> He's I, Gore, I, the god killer. Okay, okay. Um, 
I don't know. I'm 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 kind of fascinated by this just just so in so much as uh it's it's definitely trying to be like a uh sword and sandals kind of movie as well as it's going to be a lot of Taika Waititi sensibilities, which I love. I thought mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok was one of the best Marvel movies as well. I know a lot of people hate it. Me and Jeff are definitely not in that camp. I don't think Elliot is either. It's okay. It's not. It's not. It's not bad. I was wrong. Me and Jeff like it. No, Elliot hates it's, it. It's not <laughs> bad. It's just. It's not the flavor that I wanted, and I've had to get used to it over time. Elliot, this is the internet. You can yeah. either love oh. it unconditionally <laughs> or think it is a war crime. There are no nuances between okay. those two opinions. Come on, man. You know where we are. You know what's going on here. <laughs> no, it's like, and I actually have to separate myself from it sometimes because, like, I actually I saw Thor. I saw Thor three at Disney World because mm-hmm. uh, my family and I we went to Disney World in twenty was it twenty seventeen, and I was so excited. I was so excited for that movie, and I was like, I thought I knew where it was going, and it completely took a left turn. And it took mm-hmm. a left turn and then said, fuck you, by the way, as it did it. And I was like, wait, whoa, what did I do to you? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, Odin is also a war criminal. And this is an, and I like the, I like, I like this message. Don't get me wrong, but we're going to deconstruct colonial power. That's what we're going to do in your Thor movie. And I'm like, I didn't know that I wanted this, but okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And it really like examined all like of that. Like, so I would see in, in Thor 11 Thunder, it's probably, I just hope they don't. I hope they make Thor not be so sad. Like he's been sad. He should at this point, you know, be not happy, but be sort of confident. We don't need sad Thor anymore. Just please don't do that. When I was talking about uh, Spider-Man and I think it's kind of uninspired. I love Taika Waititi so much. And I like, I think that uh, regardless of your feelings about his movies, they tend to be very original and very creative. Mm -hmm. And these days that's what I'm looking for. So like, I don't really know that much about that arc in the comics. And to be honest, you know, uh, Jane Jane Foster was not my favorite character in the first two movies, but uh, after Ragnarok, I'm a hundred percent on board with whatever Taika Waititi wants to do, write that dude a blank check and let him do what whatever he wants. I mean, apparently he doesn't have that blank of a check. He got in a little trouble this last week, but I think they were jealous. That's my thing. I uh, oh, did he get in trouble? I thought like he's just he got, in like it, some kind of. We don't know. Thing. It, it could have been a it could have been a bullshit clickbait article. Well, nobody really knows. Oh, I, I I only saw positivity in those photos from like people's <laughs> reactions of like it, it was him with uh, uh, his girlfriend and uh, and Tessa Thompson like making out. I mean, I think the only sort of opening yeah. for a complaint there would be that you're technically the boss in some ways of Tessa Thompson if she's the actress and you're the director. That could be the critique. Maybe that's the critique. Okay, then that's fair. Um, I I do think that you know, in conclusion, if if we're getting near the the wrap it up point of our episode today, and we're taking a look at Phase Four. While we are just at the beginning of phase four, I, I do have to make the argument that we've already seen arguably one of the best things in all of uh, the MCU. And it's this clip right here. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. It's so good, guys. Well, the thing is that I, I don't like. I think that was very funny. Don't get me wrong, but the thing that's so depressing is you get older and you're like, oh, people under thir- twenty five don't get that joke anymore. Shit, they don't get the night of the Roxbury. Oh, no, no, that's true. Like I'm old. I think I think anyone can appreciate Hathaway either way, though. Right? 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 No, Mm-mm. maybe not. No. Um. They don't know. They weren't there. You give them well, their love, and they don't care. What closing thoughts do you guys have uh, then on either of these films or or Phase Four or the MCU in general? Uh, I mean, I I've done a lot of kvetching uh, over the course of this <laughs> podcast, uh, so I would like to say that like a lot of that attitude that I feel like I've had comes from the fact that 
I I really want to be invested in this universe. It's just between COVID and some of the, you know, some of the uh, less engaging entries. I haven't been yet, but I would like to be. Like I, I, I really want to see what happens with Doctor Strange. I really want to see what happens with Thor. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, maybe there's something in the Eternals and Shang Chi that I'm not seeing. That once there's a second trailer that explains what the hell they're about, or maybe I go see Black Widow and I'm like, oh, I get it now. This is amazing. Um, like, I don't ever want to not be entertained. I don't hate watch stuff anymore because. There's too much anime, man. You could just be watching good anime instead of like hate watching some show that you don't want to watch. Hell yeah. So that's where I'm at. I could only hate watch anime, I think. Man, I can introduce <laughs> you to like five shows that I know you no, would love. No, no. Elliot, uh, don't try. Don't try. Just don't no, try. Not. It, it's not worth it. Trust me, I've been down this road. It's not worth it. <laughs> Subject change. Elliot, what are your what are your final what's your closing argument, lawyer? Well, my closing argument would be Jeff, you are you were right. You know, it it has been a bit aimless, and it just feels like a situation where they're just sort of throwing stuff out there right now. I don't think there is a, a cohesive narrative, and it's something I've been looking for. You know, I, you know for instance, they took out Doctor Strange uh, out of WandaVision because they wanted they didn't want to take the focus off of Scarlet Witch at the in the in the, in the last episode, which I understand you want to earn everything, but when you take him out you're sort of removing that through line. And it's really hard to go from Endgame, which had all the things things converging, to not having it converge as much anymore. And so I really do hope that they're 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 watching the feedback from some of the fans and they're like, okay, we we do want these to be sort of separate a little bit, but we do need to weave this together and have sort of an overarching narrative that we all sort of know what we're pulling towards. But I think the problem is I don't know how you type the infinity side. Like, I just, I don't know if, like, short of bringing in Fantastic Four or introducing X-Men, those are your, those are your two moves to me, because... Secret War. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah even, Secret Wars. Yeah. I mean, Secret War, I think, I think Secret Wars, in the way we're thinking about it, like, based off of the comic that came out, like, God, 10 years ago now, 15, I think that works better after you've introduced the X-Men and Fantastic Four, because you have more okay. characters to play around with being, you know, replaced and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do I do hope that they introduce the through line pretty soon because we sort of need it at this point because if there was a through line of you know the scroll or the Cree or replacing characters you know you could watch a lot of these shows with that in mind like so for instance if that was a through line you could be like watching Shang-Chi maybe there's a post credit scene where one of the characters is a scroll like that would tie it all together I think that's what we're grasping for in phase four, it we're not we're, we, we're grasping for some direction, and it feels like they're too smart to have this be an accident. So maybe they're purposely holding it back right now. Maybe they just they want to see you know how these go without that through line right now. But I would hope that they ha- they have it established at least by the Secret Invasion show that's coming out with Nick Fury. I mean, they had so many characters. In Endgame, I think they killed what, like six, six main characters. Was it like uh, Vision, Gamora, Black Vision, Widow, uh, Loki, Heimdall, maybe uh, Iron Man? Um, yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. And you effectively uh, kill Steve Ross. I mean, Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Roger. I mean, they toss him into the the past and then make him old. Um, so they they culled some of the the massive ensemble that they have but it's still it's still really large and now they're tacking on a lot more characters i wouldn't be surprised if they kill off over half of the eternals right away in that movie because like that movie's got to go the way of like rogue one or something right like everyone's got to die at the end oh i think i think at least at least two characters are dying in that movie like there's so many of them. There's so yeah. many characters, and I'm like, we already have a whole squad of people here. Uh, I, I I think that there would be something apropos in the title being the Eternals, and then most of them die, um, and maybe one or two are left to linger on as kind of these these nomads that might join up with the the new version of the Avengers or whatever this is. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- that's me kind of. Uh, going on a tangent here uh 
I, I still am unsure of, of where their full direction is with phase four. I am very excited though next week that Loki will be here because um, I there was a recent article that just compared um, Loki to trying to achieve a lot of what um, the leftovers and Watchmen, uh, the TV mm. series did in having not only a, a great overall arc, but individual episodes that are each extremely memorable. And that's what mm. they're trying to achieve. Um, in fact, I think they reference it's a Matt, 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 Matt world um, from season three of the leftovers. And if you've never seen it, it involves a lion sex cult party on a boat as part of its plot that kind of comes out of nowhere. And what I just said is as crazy as what happens in that episode. It's fantastic. Um, anyway, in conclusion, Damon Lindelof is one of the greatest human beings to walk this planet. Well, um, before we end, like, you know, you, you brought up a great point. I just, and I know they're all making money, so they don't need my, 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 my pity, but I just feel bad that there's such a high level of pressure now. Like, not only must your show overall be good, every episode has to be amazing and change people's lives. Otherwise, you get, like, five vid- 5,000 videos on YouTube about, let me tell you why this is the worst thing ever, and uh, Marvel went woke, and now they're going broke, and da 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 5,001, including us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, I want to thank you both so much for joining me this week. Um, Elliot, where can people find you? Um, here. Here, find find him here. In fact, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so that you can uh, tune in and, and see Elliot join us here. Well, on you can also if you if you you can also on you can find me on Patreon where I support Raid Select. Oh oh wow! There you go. What a what a, a segue. And the TV news, <laughs> the sand. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what about you? Yes, I'm I'm here. I'm in my house. That's where you can find me. Don't come you, to my do, house. Do you really want people finding you at house. your house? No, I, I really do. I, that was no. That was not a joke. Do not come to my house. I mean, I know where this lives. So if anybody wants to know. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Trust me. It's really not that interesting. There's really not that much interesting in my house. Um, but yeah, ragesolect.com. Also, you just type that. You just type the word rage and the word select. I'm pretty sure that got all the, all the accounts and stuff. There might be some poor like Tumblr person that also has that username, but the rest is all me. So, And uh, you can check us out over at mcupod.com. You can uh, like this video. You can subscribe if you want to help out even further. You can go to patreon.com slash mcupod and make your per, ep- per month pledge. Become a $2 a month defender, $5 a month uh, revenger, and a $10 a month avenger. I might have to just add more categories on there. Make a $6 one, an $8 one, have a, just some other street level and whatever else. Um, oh, the Defenders logo is making me hungry. It looks like a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to be back next week talking about Loki. Very excited for the premiere, and I hope you guys stay tuned for that. I think the premiere is going to be on June 9th, but we'll be back on Friday to give our review of that. Um, tune in for that next week and until then, MCU see you later. Mm-hmm.